You're listening to America's Entrepreneur, the podcast designed to educate, entertain, and inspire you in your personal and professional journey. I'm your host, Aaron Spatz, and on the podcast, I interview entrepreneurs, industry experts, and other high achievers as they detail their personal and professional journeys in business. My goal is to glean their experiences into actionable insights that you can apply to your own journey. If you're new to the show, we've spoken with successful entrepreneurs, Grammy award-winning artists, best-selling authors, chief executives, and other fascinating minds with unique experiences. We've covered topics such as how to achieve breakthrough in business, growing startups, effective leadership techniques, and much more. If you strive for continual self-improvement and enjoy fascinating and insightful conversation, hit the subscribe button. You'll love it here at America's Entrepreneur. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to America's Entrepreneur. Really excited this week to go into a topic that I get regular feedback on pretty consistently. And I've personally seen a lot of different, a lot of different approaches, a lot of different experiences people have had when it comes to the world of book publishing. And so super excited to welcome Andy Simmons to the show. We're going to talk uh, about just all the different options as it relates to publishing. He's the CEO of a company called Ballast Books, and it's something that he that he's positioned as as a as a more than a publisher. It's a brand builder that's disrupting the publishing industry, and so I think he's going to have a lot of great insight to share with us as it relates to a lot of the pain a lot of the pain points that people face when they go through the publishing process. And so, uh, Andy, I just want to welcome you, man. Thank you so much for being a guest on America's Entrepreneur. Hey, Aaron. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So let's, I mean, let's let's dive into it. So like, tell me the story of Ballast Books. And you and I were chatting off air and just, you know, my own experience of seeing other people going through what is often a very painful experience. So I'll stop there. and I would love, love to just get your feedback on that. Yeah. So first, that's something that we unfortunately hear quite a bit from authors. And that's, you know, traditionally published authors from some of the, you know, the big New York houses, all the way down to, to folks who use, you know, smaller, um, you know, self-publishing companies. And, um, you know, that, that is unfortunate. Something that is, is, I'd say, goal number one for us is to, um, you know, uh, under-promise and over-deliver so that we have, have happy authors. Um, um, and setting expectations up front is, a, is is something that, that you know I think is very important. Um, so you, you asked about the genesis of Ballast Books um, and how I got into this business, and really it started as an author. Um, I've always been a writer since I was a kid. Um, when I was you know running around at five years old, it was either I was going to be a hockey player, and that didn't happen when I stopped growing at about five foot ten, and um, uh, and number two was, was was a writer. You know I was always writing. Uh, I wrote my first novel when I was you know seven or eight years old, The Adventures of Ricky and Jimmy. Um, always loved to write, and and I thought that's what I do my whole life. I became a, uh, I went to journalism school at University of Maryland. Um, I was a newspaper reporter, um, and uh, and ended up leaving the, the the journalism field to go into corporate America. But I never stopped writing. Um, and about ten years or so ago, when I was, I finally had a, a manuscript that I was ready to publish. That I thought this was good enough to, to publish, and I went through the traditional route. And it's it's even you know in this ten years, it's changed. The kind of the process has changed pretty dramatically, but still pretty similar in the sense of I was querying agents trying to get a traditional deal to get a traditional deal, meaning that a publisher is going to pay you and fund production of your book. Um, you need an agent and um, agents get hundreds, if not thousands of queries every single day. So I went through that whole process. I was lucky enough to get an agent. Um, unfortunately, after another year or so of, of him going out to, to New York and trying to find a traditional publishing deal, it just wasn't happening. 
Um, and I ended up finding a hybrid publisher kind of in my backyard um, in Northern Virginia. Um, I went there and my first novel, My Father's Son, was, was published there um, in 2015. And, and I had a good experience. Um, you know, I'd, I'd got, I obviously was already a writer and, and I'd, um, you know, I spent a lot of time researching the publishing industry. And, and I'd like to think that I was kind of a, became a, self, a self-taught expert. Um, I looked at everything from the big traditional houses, how they work, all the way down to the smallest self-publishing outfits. Um, you know, Amazon had CreateSpace, which is now called KDP, and, you know, a lot of smaller solutions like that. And, and I realized this hybrid model, which, you know, it's called hybrid because it's supposed to be a mix of traditional publishing and self-publishing. Um, and, and the way I define it is, is taking the best of both worlds. Um, this is actually the right solution for me. So I published my father's son um, going that route. Again, like I said, I had a good experience. The book did well. And I ended up publishing um, the follow-up book called Enemy in the Wire um, through, the, through the same publisher. And um, I got to know the CEO during that process pretty well. And, and he actually said, you know what? I think that, uh, that you'd be a really good um, you know, uh, a publisher yourself, uh, I'd like to have you, have you come on as the vice president of acquisitions and business development. And I went, you know what, with my experience in the business world um, and my love for writing and books, and that's really what it boils down to, a love for writing and, and books. Um, I, uh, I went and I, I headed up acquisitions and business development there for a few years. And during the process, it was great. Um, you know, I worked on just hundreds of, of wonderful books, but like most entrepreneurs, um, I thought that you know, maybe, maybe it's not that I could do this better, but I could do this differently. I could, I could do, I could tweak the process. Um, I could do a, a, what I think would work better for myself and my authors. And so that was the genesis of Val's book. Um, it was uh, 2019, um, you know, right before <laughs> six months or so before uh, we learned the word COVID yeah. um, and, uh, and went on my own and, and started Val's books. And, um, you know, I didn't know how, I didn't know how big it was going to get. I had no real plans. It was kind of a one man band in the beginning, working on a select ha- you know, handful of really good books. Um, our first book called Deliberate Discomfort was with a green beret by the name of Jason Van Camp, who's just, you know, he's a West Point football player, just a powerhouse. You know, this, this guy who's done it all, seen it all. Um, and, and just a, an excellent book. He did a really, really wrote a really, really good book. Um, and, and I thought we did a good job publishing it. Some other people agreed and we continue to get through word of mouth. Um, we continue to have more people reach out to us about publishing. So we've just continued to grow organically since then. Um, and, uh, and to where we are today, which, um, you know, I think is a, a really good spot for us our, our, in terms of size. That's really cool. Well, and it's like, we want to go back to really where you started and it's just like, just sharing with, with us, like how, I mean, you're sharing just your passion for writing and your passion for books. And I just think that's so important is because even the, you know, even you hadn't published anything yet, you, you, you want to publish her at that point either. And you, I mean, you just, you have, you, you have a love for writing. And so I think that's important. I think, like, I think it's kind of an unexpected takeaway, but I think that's the, the encouragement here is for those that, that enjoy writing, keep writing and to keep, and to keep going after it. Right. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's always my recommendation to authors, potential authors, is just write. When in doubt, just write. Don't worry about the other stuff. Don't start thinking about your marketing plan. Um, don't start thinking about trim size or how long the book is going to be or, or book sales. Just, you know, just write. That's, you know, that's always my recommendation. And, you know, you make a good point because even as a kid, um, I think, it, you know, entrepreneurship is always in my blood. And obviously your, your audience are interested in, in entrepreneurship. And so that while they may not be writers or publishers, I would guess that most of them have a similar trait to businesses that they've started and certainly successful ones and that they had a love for it. So 
Um, you know, that to me, I didn't start Ballast Books in order to grow a big company and to make lots of money. I, I started it because it was in an industry and a field that I love. And that means if I get to work with books all day and I get to work with authors all day, then, you know, then, then that's a great day for me. So um, that's, you know, I think that's, you know, astute that, you, you know, that you said that because that's why I think it's, you know, that the company is the success um, because authors and book buyers and marketers and everyone else, I think that they see that, that we love books. And that's not just me. I mean, that's one of the first things I look for when I'm hiring employees is, you know, I ask, what's your favorite book? What do you read? Those are some of the most important things to me. And that, you know, exuberance and that love for the written word and, and for books, I think it, I, I think people recognize that. For sure. I mean, it, it's coming, it's coming through even now, like as we're talking, it's like, it's, it's very obvious, very apparent that that, like, that is a part of who you are and you are in your best, you're in your sweet spot when, when you're in this, and we're in this world here. And so I think that's just something that for people to, to take on board whatever their thing is whatever they're passionate about to real like to really pay attention to it like, there may be or may not be a clear path to, to monetizing that but i just think it's important like you know you you've been on a bit of a journey and so it's just it's neat to see where that passion has led you to you know commercial success and so like seeing just that that evolution it doesn't mean that you walk away from writing entirely it just it's just you have eventually landed into kind of where you are now. And so I think that's, I, I think it's cool. I think it's an easy point to miss, to be honest. This kind of leads me into my most, you know, probably the question you get asked all the time. And it's like, okay, Andy, I've got a great book idea or I'm halfway through with my manuscript. What do I do? You know, there's the self-published route, there's the traditional route, then there's this hybrid route that you're talking about. Why, like, why, why shouldn't I go get a literary agent or why don't I just use Amazon PDP and just go that, that route? Like what, like what's the next right step for, for most people that are wanting to get published? Yeah. And, and you're right. It's a great question. It's one that we get all the time. Um, and the answer varies on quite a few factors. Um, the first and most important one. And one of the first questions that I always ask prospective authors is what are your goals? What are you looking to do? Um, if someone's answer is, I'm looking to be a New York Times bestseller. Okay, that's a, that's a great goal. It's a lofty goal. Um, I don't know if we're the right publisher for you. If that's your only goal, um, if that's the case, then yes, you probably do want to spend the time querying, quite honestly, thousands of agents. And, and the, the, the agent industry has shrunk pretty dramatically over the past two years during lockdowns. Um, so while it was a tall task before that, it's even more difficult now, unless you are famous, infamous, a million Twitter followers, or, you know, TMZ is following you around. Um, those folks, they have, you know, they, they have agents coming up to, up to them. So, but if, you know, depending on your goal, if that's your goal, then, then you, you may want to try the, the traditional route. Um, the other end of that spectrum that you mentioned, KDP, KDP is a great solution. Um, we send people to KDP all the time. If you are, um, if your goal is to, um, is just to see your name in print, it's just to have a book published that's available on Amazon, you know, a legacy piece for grandkids or your kid or, you know, sure. whoever, um, that's a really good solution. I mean, they, you know, they do a, a good job. You get what you pay for. Um, it's a low barrier to entry. Um, and you get a published book with an ISBN and a barcode. It's not going to be physically placed in stores. It's going to be printed on demand, of course. Um, but still a very good solution. Um, and again, where we come in is for those people who, you know, we work, we work with a lot of special operations folks, um, okay. you know, SEALs, Green Berets, Marines like yourself. 
um, you know, and, and entrepreneurs, business owners um, who are looking to additionally to, to brand themselves. Um, you know, you look, some of them look at it as, as a, you know, almost like a business card, a real estate agent with a interesting philosophy on real estate investment. You know, we're working with someone in that category right now. And, and when he hands his, you know, high quality hardcover book to a prospective client, um, that, you know, that means something. Or when a prospective client Googles him and sees his book on, you know, target.com, uh, that, you know, that means something to them. So, um, you know, I would say, you know, we're happy to have a conversation with them. And there's plenty of times where we do say, I think self-publishing your goals and your platform, I think, are the biggest factors in, in when a prospective author, when they're going, okay, what do I do now? Um, and research. I mean, research is, is obviously your best friend. Um, everything is on the internet nowadays, right? You wouldn't, uh, you know, you wouldn't hire someone to build, build, put a fence around your house without doing your research about, yeah. you know, what type of pressure treated lumber do I want? Um, you know, all the, all the different things and then interviewing, you know, several different contractors to do it no different than, than book publishing. Um, you know, do your research, know your options and, and it really comes down to your goals for the book. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And I, and I think, I think your audio cut out there for just a second. So I'm just going to revisit one of, one of the things you're saying, just to make sure we didn't miss the, uh, the greater point. So you, you, you talked about really it's, it's what, like, what goals do you have? So whether it's like you said, you know, several minutes ago, which is, you know, New York Times bestseller, or you want establish a legacy piece, or I really like what you're saying about like, a business card of sorts where you're, you know, you're handing your book out to prospective clients or people that you know, may be really interested in what you're doing. So you, you want that credibility, obviously like working in the PR and marketing space. Like, I mean, that's huge, right. Is, is establishing trust, building credibility, having a track record that people can, can consume without having to talk to you. And so if they can see that social proof it makes such a big difference. And so I, and I think maybe where we started to lose your audio was, I think you were talking about, you know, you, you've got a lot of, you know, special operators, you've got a lot of um, CEOs and entrepreneur type people that are coming to you. And really, it sounds like your first step with them is just understanding and assessing their goals and, and, and understand like, Absolutely. are you the right fit? And if not, like, well, what's the best solution? Did I, did I capture that? Okay. A a absolutely. The first thing that we do is we go on a fact finding mission and we, and we help you, the prospective author, go on a fact finding mission. Um, we want to make sure, you know, I mentioned before about setting expectations up front because um, improper expectations lead to unhappy authors. If they think that they're getting X and it ends up being Y, um, they're not going to be happy. So um, really, it's, it's a two way fact finding mission. I want you, prospective author, to understand exactly what our value proposition is, what we do, what you can expect. Um, and I want to learn more about your goals. I want to make sure that we can meet your goals. Sometimes we can't. Um, you know, usually we can, um, but we want to make sure that that you know, that everyone's going into the um, into the relationship because that's what it is. It's you know, it's a you know it's, a, it's you know for authors, books are they're their babies, right? So we you know we are hyper aware of that. And it's a huge decision and a and a lot of trust that they place in us in us to have us work with them and publish their book. And so um, in the beginning, we just want to go on that fact finding mission to make sure that this is the right relationship for both parties. That makes sense. No, that's, that's, that's really cool. So, well then I'm going to ask the very next obvious, super obvious question is like, okay, well then how do you go about doing the hybrid method that you've, you know, that, that you mentioned? So like, if you're not the TMZ worthy person or you're not, or you're not just simply content with having something you can point to that you've done, you want like that middle ground of like, Hey, I want something, I want this to look really pro, really professional, 
I want it to have the capability to get picked up and maybe, and maybe it does land in a bookstore somewhere. Um, but I don't want to like go like crazy on this. Like what's like, what does that look like? Yeah. So first I'll say that we do, we work with plenty of authors who fit that TMZ worthy, um, you know, status. And, and they, and there's several reasons why they work with us rather than a traditional house. Um, it's basically they're investing in themselves. They're going to make, first of all, they're going to be quicker time to market. They're going to um, retain editorial control during the entire process and they will retain all intellectual property. All right. Everything we do for That's them. That's great. Editing to, to create cover. So a lot of those people, and we have plenty of, you know, we work with plenty of well-known authors who could get okay. the, you know, the traditional deal, but, but they elect to go with us. Um, and, uh, and, and so, um, you know, the, 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 the first thing that, that we want them to do is, um, actually let me back up. Did I answer that at the first half of the question? Yeah. You're okay. good. Uh, can, okay. Well, and what was the second part? Yeah, no, it was Sorry. just like, no, you know, you're, you're, you're great. I'm just trying to understand if, if I'm somebody who, uh, who, who is either news or not newsworthy. And I, I don't want to go the traditional route, but I also don't want to go like strictly self-publishing route. I want there to be like a professional, like a really nice mm -hmm. um, team that kind of complements me. So that it's like, it looks really, really good. And it's good quality when it goes out the door. Like what are my next steps? Like, how do I do that? Yeah. So, um, so we have people that come to us in all stages of, you know, of their manuscript. Some people come to us where they have an idea and they need a ghostwriter, and then we provide a ghostwriter for them. Some have a, ma a completely written manuscript where we're proofreading it. Often it's in between where it's a line edit, a content edit, a developmental edit, you know, all these, um, you know, different different options. Um, so in whatever stage they're in, it really just starts with a conversation and again, learning about their goals. Um, but no matter no matter who it is, the end, you know, I always say there are things that we can guarantee and things that we can't guarantee. Again, talking about setting expectations. We can't guarantee a certain amount of book sales. Now, you mentioned bookstores. We are widely distributed. Um, we're distributed by Ingram Publisher Services, which if anyone you know is familiar with book distribution, Ingram is the largest distributor in the world. They're distributor all your major retailers. Um, and so our books are available, you know, everywhere books are sold. That's what we say. That doesn't mean that every Barnes and Noble is going to physically carry the book, um, but many of them do. Um, it really depends on, you know, success to get success, right? So if the book is, is doing really well, selling a lot of copies, then more books are, are more bookstores are going to pick it up. But our books are available everywhere the books are sold. Um, and the quality is something else we can guarantee. You know, you talk about, you know, that branding piece um, and having a quality product. You know, our, our books, you know, I'll, you know, just grab a example off, you know, off the shelf. I mean, yeah. you know, Matt Dust That's Jacket, um, this is by... Uh, Iraq veteran, um, who I like to say, he doesn't mind me saying this. He has more purple hearts than he does legs, two purple hearts. And, uh, and one of those purple hearts resulted in the, in the loss of a leg. Um, you know, so yeah, if you see the matte dust jacket, uh, foil on the spine, sewn bindings. I mean, these are, these are the exact same books that Simon, you know, we use the same printing facilities as Simon and Schuster and everywhere else. So, yeah, um, you know, awesome. they're, 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 they're going to get that quality, um, fully distributed, you know, book that they're looking for. That's really cool. Yeah. And that, and, and that is important. I think a lot of people just, they don't know the, the industry jargon or what to say. They just like, I just want it to look nice, man. Let's make it look nice, you know? And then, and then they get something that they're just not maybe that, that thrilled with. And it's cool. Like as you're presenting this, it's like, yes, I mean, that's, that's pretty legit. Like that's really high quality stuff there that you're, you know, that you're producing. So, um, 
Yeah. Yeah. You, you make a good point. I think that um, in, uh, in, in publishing, um, one of the challenges that we have there is, is educating our authors because a lot of them, they don't know what they don't know. And, and we have to recognize that, you know, this is what we, we know, this is what we do all day, every day, right? We're, we're full-time publishers and, and editors and designers and marketers and, and everyone else at the company, but our authors aren't. Um, our authors are people like you, they're entrepreneurs, they're, you know, they're family men and women, they're, yeah. you know, they're running a household, they're running a business. So, um, you know, that's part of what we need to make sure that we do is that we educate them. Um, because they don't know what they don't know. So you talk about, you know, the jargon and things like that. We need, we're, we're that, you know, line of defense for them because they don't know the difference between offset printing. Maybe they don't know about the difference between offset printing and digital printing. I um, mean, they need, you know, they need someone that they can trust to make sure that the end product is the, the quality that they're looking for. Yeah. No, that's really awesome. Well, I mean, as we're, so we're starting to kind of wind this down here, like for you, as you've been through this journey since, like, I guess it would have been the tail end of 2019, like for you, like what's been one of the biggest things that you've learned personally, like through the entrepreneurship journey, like what's one of the bigger takeaways that you've, that you've, that you've gotten? You know, there, there, there have been a lot. And of course there are a lot of micro ones like, Oh, we shouldn't have printed that many copies of that book or, you know, that wasn't a great hire. Um, and all those things that, you know, that, that everyone goes through. Um, but I would say that, that what I've learned is, and I think that I, I, I at least knew this going in or had heard this from other people a lot smarter and more successful than me. Um, if, don't be afraid to fail, but fail small. So we failed, you know, we fail every single day in, in what we do. And we just try to keep those failures small. Um, you know, we can't, you know, a, a, catast- you know, a catastrophic failure, especially for a small business, can, you know, can absolutely kill it. So um, that's what I... I think I, I I kind of knew that going in, or I one of the things I I heard it, but I didn't know how to actually execute it. And so something yeah. that we we focus on is is failing small. Um, and so it's you know it's if something bad happens, it's not catastrophic. No, that's good. You're failing small, but then I, but then kind of implicit in what you just said too is like not being afraid to fail either. So like you're taking taking small bets. And you're prepared for some of those bets to not pan out. And that's okay because that's learning and that's growth. And as long as it's not a you know completely devastating consequence and gonna really set you back, you're like, okay, well, that's something that we can learn and we can grow from. And I and I, I think that's important for people to understand. If you know, those that are listening or watching this, it's it's important to know that you're not gonna get away from risk. Like there's there is no such thing as as a sure thing. You know, even a sure thing is not a sure thing, right? And so there's always going to be some level of risk, and you and you're going to have to be okay with that. I think that's, I think that's what keeps a lot of people on the sidelines. To be honest with you, when it comes to, when it comes to businesses, there's just there's way too much fear about getting it perfect and getting it right a hundred percent of the time. And you're you're living proof of that, man. That you can have small setbacks, mistakes. I'm proof of it as well. There's so there are thousands of people out there that have that have done this and. You know, I've got an encyclopedia worth of screw ups, right? <laughs> so it's like, yeah, but it's all learning, right? It's all learning and it's all growth. And there's so many, you know, great cliches around that. Um, you know, like there, there is no failure, losses, there's learning opportunities or, or whatever yep. it is. And, you know, they're cliches for a reason. Um, I would say to people, you know, don't beat yourself self up over those mistakes. That may be, you know, something else that I learned in the beginning was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that we did that. Or, you know, I wish that I'd done this differently. Um, but that's not really productive. Now it's productive to learn from that and never make the same mistake twice. Um, but uh, you know, I think we have a tendency, uh, certainly entrepreneurs, um, you know, and, and people who 
are successful in beating yourself up more in failures and not taking, not celebrating victories. As many of the, you know, small, small failures that, that we've had or, you know, small mistakes, there are infinitely more successes and wins. And, you know, it's just, you know, it's something that you really, I, I try to focus on those wins and, and be happy and proud of those wins, learn from the safe and then move on. Yeah. And that's so good. It's so good. Like I'm, I, I'm notorious for that as well. Andy, honestly, it's like, I will, I will glaze over the things I do well and then beat myself up over the tiniest, stupidest thing that I screw up. And it's like, like you just said, I mean, it's so important to just recognize when you are doing something really awesome. And it's like, Hey, let's celebrate that. Like that, that is celebration worthy. Like we, we shouldn't just glaze over that or, or just, yeah. just breeze past that. Yeah, because we can learn from our from our victories too. Those, those are things that we want to celebrate. Yeah, Sorry, for sure. a, a late a late summer storm here. Oh man, okay, yeah. I, I, it just sounded it sounded like somebody was like trying to run through your office or something. Didn't realize it was like, oh, but, you know, but, but that's Florida, man. It's Florida afternoon. Florida. It'll be done in about forty five minutes. So that's what I'm <laughs> that's what I'm expecting. It's coming down. It's coming down pretty good. So. That's awesome. Well, Andy, this has been a blast. Really, really appreciate you sharing your story, educating people that, I mean, myself included, they're not completely clear on the, on the publishing process. And we could spend probably two hours talking about it in great detail, but I really appreciate you covering that and a little bit of your lessons learned. This has been, this has been really awesome. So best way for people to, to connect to you, they can learn more, go to ballastbooks.com. Uh, or jump on LinkedIn, uh, Andy Simmons, uh, forward slash, or it'd be linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Simmons, Andy, uh, and you're, you're looking for CEO of Ballast Books and you'll, you'll find Andy. Yeah. So. Yeah. And feel free to, you know, um, if anyone has questions about, I love talking books, I love talking publishing. So if anyone with any questions, feel free to reach out to me directly, Andy at ballastbooks.com. Um, happy to, happy to talk your ear off about publishing options. That's awesome. That's, that's so cool. Well, I, I really, really appreciate it, Andy. Thank you so much, sir. Yeah. Thank you, Aaron. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to America's Entrepreneur. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review or comment on your preferred social media platform. Share it out with friends, family, coworkers, others in your network. And of course, you can write me directly at Aaron at boldmedia.us. That's A-A-R-O-N at boldmedia.us. Until next time.